Zelda in Fulte Podcast. Bum, 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 bum. Hey everybody, welcome to the Zelda Informer Podcast. My name is Adam, as always. Thank you so much for joining us. This week's intro is brought to us by Brandon and Company. And this week's closing theme is, as always, the Hero of Time Remix by Jeesh. Before we get into who's on this week, we're going to talk about what's on this week. This week, Voltron returns to defend the galaxy, Scalebound is bound for 2017, and The Ridiculous Six has ridiculous viewership on Netflix. Once again, my name is Adam. Thank you so much for joining us. And this week, I'm happily joined by... Hey, it's it's this guy. I got a Dr. Pepper this time instead of Wings, and uh, that's about it. So you heard it here, folks. We're joined by Dr. Wings. I am <laughs> I am I am Dr. Pepper. I come Dr. from the Czechoslovakia, <laughs> and I uh, my favorite pastime is clogging. Clogging. <laughs> clogging. It's it's a good sport. It's good sport. <laughs> my favorite YouTuber is Milkaplier. He is my, my favorite. My... Mine is Idubs. Idubs. Cute pie. Uh Dude perfect. My name is Chef. They they put the basketball in crazy hoops. Crazy hoops. Uh, <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. Chocolate. Hello, I'm Luke. Um, finally not last for once. I'm I'm so happy. I'm <laughs> I, I am literally just overjoyed. Um, Unless we have three people on this week, in which case you're still last. They don't know yet. Well, I mean... (laughs) Yeah, Luke, what the heck? Yeah, Julia. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to very much introduce my good friend Julia uh, Friendly from the website um, that Adam asked onto the podcast this Um, week. Hi, I'm Julia. I'm last today, (laughs) and you've pronounced my name wrong, Luke. Thanks, good friend. It's Friedley. You say it with an American damn. Yeah, you gotta be all American with it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that <Right>. smackdown. <laughs> glad, glad to have you with us, Julia. Thanks, um, thanks for having so me. So let's let's get this ball rolling as usual. We have a different J here, not Jeff. I'm scared and alone. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let's uh, get into our usual groove with asking, what have you guys been playing this past week? And I think we should start with uh, Colin, as always. I've been playing Sonic. Thank you, Colin. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I want to hear from you. I'm tired of your voice. Um, I've been playing. No, no I'm du- kidding. Please, call oh. What else have you been? <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> I'm just I'll being talk mean about, here. I'll talk about Snoik. <laughs> Didn't you uh, say that you had some things you wanted to talk to me, talk to us about? I do actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what caused it. Uh, I was sick again over the weekend. I uh, put a new hex on My immune, you. my immune system failed me again after New Year's, <laughs> and it worked. I <laughs> and I started. Yeah. I played uh, Sonic Generations, and I started playing Sonic Lost World. And it really made me realize that I absolutely hate 3D Sonic, and Sega should go back to making 2D ones, because the 2D games are actually good. Ooh, throwdown. Generations is great. You can pick it up nowadays for, like, $5, and the game itself is, like, will take you at most, if you want to do a quick, just regular run-through, it'll take, like, two hours, maybe. It's a very short game. Um... And it's a lot of fun. And the way the game is structured is that it's a collection of nine levels from different Sonic games over the years. And then the way they're structured is that Act 1 of these levels will be uh, a 2D Genesis, like Sega Genesis old school 16-bit version of that level. And then Act 2 will be a quote-unquote modern 3D version. So the first level is Green Hill Zone from Sonic 1. 
So the first act is Green Hill Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog 1, and then Act 2 is a modern sort of remake of it. While later on, you'll play City Escape from Sonic Adventure 2, and Act 1 is a 2D platforming demake of that level, while Act 2 is the actual level from Sonic Adventure 2. So it's like a it's a celebration of all the most prominent Sonic levels. It is. Uh I mean except for the fact that there's a Sonic 2006 level um <laughs> which is completely remade and not even vaguely similar to how it was in the original game. Listen, they wanted to recognize their mistake. They didn't want you to play their mistake. Yeah. Um <laughs> but it's 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 really fun to get to, but mm-hmm. the the biggest issue is that you'll be you'll be playing as 2D Sonic and it'll play fantastically because uh those old Sonic games are really good. But then you go into modern Sonic and the issue with modern Sonic I realized is that unlike Mario that Nintendo has just been able to translate Mario's like momentum and physics from 2D to 3D, Sega knows that Sonic's 2D physics do not translate to 3D well, so they don't, and they instead try to opt for a completely different control type, and it feels Mm -hmm. awkward. I was gonna say, I remember when you were telling me a little bit about this before, um, I always thought that Sega should have gone the way of the race car and uh, decided to make Sonic more of a racing character. You know, because driving controls... Uh, have a standard nowadays, and I think Sonic really should fall well, into no, that. Cause it would be a different game entirely, but it would be more in spirit of what the, the game issue, is about. The issue you know what being I mean? that like Sonic, like most uh, 2D platforming characters, is slippery, but his controls are precise enough that you're able to get a good grip on him. So, what do you think the fix is, then? The fix is is strangely enough because I, I i have played the fix and that fixes sonic lost world granted sonic lost world is not a great game by any imagination mm-hmm. but if you play sonic lost world which i do recommend picking up because you can find it cheap for the wii u it's, or it's it goes Sega's on sale for, for Sega. it goes on it went on sale uh, during the steam sale and mm-hmm. it was like 15 bucks and that's all right oh, nice. it is the it is exactly how sonic should feel in 3d Right, isn't it sort of like a Mario Galaxy? It's basically thing? Mario Galaxy, though. To be fair, there was a Sonic game for the Sega Saturn that was canceled. That was pretty much the same exact concept. Right? No, it's not saying that it's copying. It's just yeah. saying to to better explain it to people. And I've seen it, and I think it's really great. I think it is exactly what Sonic should have done. It's uh, it's it's weird. It it's kind of slow. Like it's 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 odd because Sonic, instead of just going fast, actually has a run button. Mm-hmm. You have to hold down right trigger trigger for him to run, and if you want to spin dash, you got to hold down left trigger. Um, but the end result is that it's super super satisfying, even if the level design is not that great, which is unfortunate of Sonic Lost World is that it's not a great game, but mm-hmm. it definitely goes to show that a 3D Sonic game could work using this control scheme. Do you think the added ability to choose whether or not to run makes it feel all the faster when you are running? Yes. Okay. Because yeah. I, that's what I was gonna say. Like that added trigger. I don't know why, but like it's like slamming on the gas pedal in a car. Even if you're still going twenty miles per hour, it feels a lot better than to just lightly tap on it. Yeah. You know that feeling and of just trying to go all out. The big issue with Sega is that uh, Sega is a company. It's like Sega is almost the complete opposite 
of what everyone complains about with AAA games. Because the issue with AAA games is that, like, they don't experiment enough. There's not enough good, like, Mm -hmm. enough good new ideas. Like, a company like Ubisoft, where we'll be like, yeah, Assassin's Creed 2 was good. Stop doing, like, ten Assassin's Creed games. Did you hear the rumor that um, there's going to be an Assassin's no, Creed delay? Uh, well, the reason until... being is that apparently instead of doing Assassin's Creed, they'd be doing Watch Dogs 2. Yeah. Which is exactly just the point I'm making again. But it's funny because with Sega, it's like the opposite, where they just keep doing new ideas for Sonic and not... They don't standardize. The... Yeah, like, the the thing about Lost World is that it's not a great game, but guaranteed if they actually went ahead... I actually, I'm not a big fan of Jim Sterling, but his Jimquisition video called Sonic Gloom is perfect, where he basically says, like... I like that one. He says, Sonic Lost World and Colors, and they're not perfect games, I don't like some of but them. But they're good some starting of them are, points. But they're really good starting points that if Sega actually made a mm-hmm. sequel or just continued to work on them, they'd be really good games. And I think Sonic Lost World... Like, seeing mm-hmm. Sega go from Sonic Lost World to Sonic Boom is really disappointing. Disheartening, yeah. Because it means that there will never be a Sonic Lost World 2, and that's probably the closest to Sonic being perfect in its 3D form. Yeah, it's, it's And I'm not even that big of... of a Sonic fan. I really right, don't like there's... Sonic too much, but it's disappointing to me because... As a game, fun. as a fan of the industry, you want to yeah. see the best come from it. You want to see these companies do well. It's the same reason why we say, like, even while we criticize companies, we still want to see them do well because, you know, you know, good video games is good for Absolutely. everyone. Absolutely, and I would not, I would love to play a Sonic Lost World too. I was even talking to Caleb, who is of course a previous uh, guest on and member of the podcast. He's, he's our expert. And Sonic even then, he's, he, unlike uh, me, he doesn't chuckle, but he also. <laughs> That's a that's a that's a Sonic I'm gonna, joke. I'm gonna include the laugh that's track there. That's a Sonic <laughs> joke. But unlike unlike me, he he hated Lost World. But he even agreed and said if there was a Lost World two, like Sonic felt great in Lost World, and if they made a Lost World two, he would be interested to see what they did. Well, Caleb hates everything, so I think that just means it's like an average game for him. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that guy. <laughs> other than that soon. i've been i've been planning on playing more sonic i think i'm gonna try getting mm-hmm. into unleashed and colors soon okay i don't know why i've just been on a sonic I, kick i would say end with unleashed because i i would rather you not die your interest out before on, you play colors i might end on a different sonic game altogether called sonic the lost world which is a fan-made homebrew for the Sega Genesis, that's all of the cut levels from Sonic 1, 2, and 3 just put into one big new game. That's interesting. We should put a link down below. Yeah, if you send that to me, I'll be sure to do my best and actually try to do my job this time. Goats, um, my goats. Yeah, you forgot <laughs> to put my Twitter in the last episode, Adam. I did. I am very sorry. There was I no thought, article for the last episode. No, there was. There is. Oh, there is? It's, yeah, it's up I there just, now? It, yeah, I was late to get it on the site. Nate right. helped me out because I've been burnt out lately. Um, been streaming more. So, it's by yay. the way, if you want to follow me on Twitch or Picardo, those links will be down below. Uh, actually, our fan topic from this week will be covering something that happened on stream. So, uh, but before we get into that, uh, Luke, when did you play this past week? Um, mainly just dub game with you guys when we were streaming, which was a whole lot okay. of fun. Um, yeah, and... we did a two-hour stream yeah, the other day. Uh, and, uh, hopefully we'll be doing that again sometime if you enjoyed oh, yeah, that even if you caught that um make sure you listen in because it was a whole lot of fun <laughs> yeah it was uh myself and chris here uh and luke 
joining us from Australia. Uh, we got a maximum, I think, of seven people at one point, which is really nice. It's really nice when we get bigger numbers like that. Um, so thank you if you guys decided to check it out. And if you do, check it out or follow us on uh, Twitch. It'd be really cool. Uh, I'd love we... to hang out with you guys. Um, I guess last but not least is Julia, because who cares what I think. Um, <laughs> what have you been playing this past week? Um, World of Warcraft, like exclusively. Why? Do you hate yourself? <laughs> yes. Fun <laughs> <laughs> fact, I, I learned about this recently. Uh, do you guys know the band The Monkees? Yeah. Mike Nesmith, the dude with the wool hat in The Monkees, he plays World of Warcraft. Oh, stop. I, I, like, I, it's like one of the strangest things, but I, I, I'm a fan of him on Facebook, and like, occasionally he'll be Love like, it. yeah, you know, me and my guild are gonna hop on WoW, you know, in the next coming weeks, and I'm like, what? <laughs> But it's, I, I really want to see footage of him playing World of Warcraft. I, I feel like it'd be the most entertaining I thing. would love that. I want that <laughs> in my life. That'd be very silly. Yeah, yeah but it's been, um... His mom invented uh, Whiteout, you know. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I'm gonna ask you, Adam, what have you been playing this week? Because I feel, I feel like I don't want to leave you left out. Aw, thanks, Luke. It's okay. Luke's I wasn't nothing. done talking. No, I'm Next kidding. Next <laughs> Um, <laughs> Dan Colin. <laughs> um, get that burn. Uh, I finished Fallout 4, and I played Hatchful Boyfriend, so it's been an interesting Oh my week. god, I love that game. It's, it's very interesting. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, the few of you, Hatchful Boyfriend is a visual novel, which is a Japanese dating sim, uh, but instead of dating guys, you're dating birds. It's literally the best thing ever. I love birds it's, so much. It's so silly. It's the I just want to point out that uh, because someone will yell yell at us if we don't mention it. VN and uh, visual novel and dating sim are two different genres. Right, right, right. It's <laughs> just, uh, just. I was. Listen, it's, it's, I'm not. I'm not anal retentive about it, but people no, out I know. there are. I'm just trying I'm just to give trying it to cover the best way to explain it to people, and I know that that's a really easy way to explain it to people. It's a, it, a VN is a game where you read. Yeah, there yeah, you go. So. That's the best way of putting it. Is dating visual novel or date? It... Just dating sim. Just okay, dating sim. I'm no okay. longer clear on what's happening. Because, because, like, okay, <laughs> I would be tempted to call that a dating sim, if not for the fact that there is so much reading that it's like there's very little interactivity. Like, like Ace Attorney is a listen, VN, but you're not dating. Listen, May I FA play as much as I But you you interact more in Ace Attorney than you do in uh, How to Full Boyfriend. Yeah, but I'm, it's still okay. But there are end. birds in Hutchful Boyfriends. So. There's, 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 there's also, also birds aviary in attorney. Avery attorney. Yeah, which so is the combination they, of those two things. There so, you go. You know, we've come full circle. Yeah. Oh my god, or, I love it. Our full wing, if you will. Yeah. Um, full bird. Full oh bird. <laughs> what, full migration. Uh, yes. <laughs> Spring and winter. Love it. Um, anyway, what have you been playing, Adam? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I finished Fallout Four. You can't finish Fallout Four. Yes, you can. You could finish the main quest line. Um. Uh, <laughs> and it was really underwhelming. <laughs> yep. Oof. Yep. Smackdown. I'm not gonna lie. I, I was ready for it. I was a little bit. Huh. That's it. Yeah. Aww. There's some really cool stuff. It... There's some really cool side quests in that game. Like really, really well thought out side quests. Really interesting things. Like uh, things that you would want to do in this sort of universe. But I feel like the integration into the main quest line could have been better. I think it's kind of like the fact that it's a sandbox kind of hurts the story in this case because it asks you to go so far out of your way to get to it. 
to find the interesting bits that it makes everything else seem dull in comparison. Like, uh, there's, like, entire towns that are just ro robots. Uh, you can go into, like, hallucinogen factories and all these sort of things. It's so There's some really cool side quests in Fallout, but it's, like, they're all off the beaten path. You know, they're all off the main quest line. And that doesn't make sense to me. And it feels like the last choices are really hammed in. Like, why can't we do this thing? Because we can't, and I said so. Yeah. Is is the response that's usually given to your character, which sucks. And it doesn't feel like an open world game. That feels like, you know, very directed. You know, it honestly the factions in that game, they disagreed. But considering I was able to convince people that I didn't murder people, uh, I was able to convince people to uh change who they are completely and stuff. I think I could have changed the mindsets in terms of ideals. Uh so it just it all felt very odd and out of place when the story was pushed in a certain direction. Well, Even um, when it was... really, what? It's, it's funny. I really don't know how to feel about Fallout 4, or really Fallout as a franchise. I, I think it's just that, like, I think 3 and, like, like 1 and 2 were good for what they were, and mm -hmm. at the time they were released. I think 3 and New Vegas were good for what they were, and when they were released. And even though that was only a few years ago, I, I feel like just getting another three or new vegas just i think no matter what the outcome was whether it be really amazing or really disappointing i think it just wouldn't have matched it mm. well the all. thing is that in fallout 3 the ending makes sense it's very it's like well thought out for, like it's well written in the way that like you know you you're like okay i understand why this has to be this way and there's a little bit of a like a, a bs to it like they fix that with the dlc which you have to buy sadly but they do fix it where you can survive the the force ending um but they do make a better case for why why you have to do what you have to do uh and in new vegas especially they explain perfectly why the factions won't get along and why you can't convince them otherwise because they're all crazy as butts that's the best way to put it over uh, over new year's i actually tried i installed the uh dialogue mod for fallout 4 and i and i forced myself to play another like bit of it and I, I i still just don't see myself getting into that game what is the dialogue mod it it basically replaces the um the 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 numbers crossed with the tone of what you're saying with the actual lines of dialogue so you actually see what your character is saying oh, okay that's actually which better. is which is a lot better than just like sarcastic yeah or or like uh Get like, like like instead of saying like posing the things in question form, it'll say like get here, and your character will say like, "How did you get here?" And it's like I wasn't really sure that was exactly what he was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, it doesn't. It doesn't. It reminds me how weird the dialogue is, but at least it makes choosing the dialogue a lot a less lo yeah, terrible. A lot less guessy. There was actually a really good video of uh, the Old Republic uh, having similar issues with their dialogue choices. Um, or it's like these two guys playing the game, and it's uh, it says like uh, he's talking to these people that just got like enslaved or something, and it says you better run, and he's like, oh yeah, I'll choose that one, so you know they can get away, and it says you better run away from my blaster, and then he <laughs> murders them. <laughs> he's like, no, I didn't want to be evil. <laughs> that is super rude. It's it's a problem in these sort of games when you don't give enough information to actually give the point of the message across. It would actually be easier if in Fallout it said evil option, good option, neutral option, or sarcastic. Which or is often the case. Sarcastic option. I just want to bring up 
because we just briefly mentioned Star Wars games real quick. Uh, if you've never checked them out before, I highly recommend the Dark Forces games. All the old ones are really good. The, the all the Forces. old ones are are really great, but Dark Jedi, Forces and uh, Jedi Academy. Uh, yeah, whatever Jedi Knight, Dark Knights Forces of the, too. Knights of the Old Republic, uh, Jedi Knight, all those. I know, but I'm just saying specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. the Dark Forces games. Are, Is that the one are starring uh, Kyle Katarn? Yeah, everyone's favorite dad, and <laughs> he's the dad of Star Wars, and he, they are they are dad wars games. The first one is basically like Doom, but Star Wars, mm-hmm. and then the second one is like Blade Runner, but Star Wars. Yep, it's really good. neat. I I love them. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, but uh, let's get into some of the news from this past week. I feel like it's that time. Yeah, uh, news time. Did you Woo! guys see... Because this one's kind of a stupid one. This one kind of made me shake my head. Did you see how the Ridiculous 6 like got... Like, broke a lot of Netflix's records recently? Seriously? Yeah, it's... Did it's, it? It's the number one streamed in most countries for, like, the past couple weeks now. Um, it has broken records of every movie pretty much on their site. Is the most watched thing on their site. It's beaten out uh, major things like House of Cards and Breaking Bad and Orange is the New Black. I have and a question. Dude. What? Why? I don't know. I don't understand. It's. It was a movie that was described as like so racist that the the people playing Native Americans in the movie walked off set. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> Just out of refusal. And yet it is still somehow the most popular thing they've ever made. To the point that they signed a four-film contract with them. Jeez. Jesus. I'm It's probably a mix unimpressed. between um, sheer curiosity. I think it's just sheer curiosity of people of people who liked like older Adam Sandler movies and went like, huh, there's a new one he made on Netflix. I should check that out without really mm-hmm. knowing like how most Adam Sandler movies nowadays are just garbage. Mm-hmm. And I think there's also a lot of people who watched it to just hate it. <laughs> oh, and oh, out of sheer curiosity of how much they can hate it. Was it also, do you think, like, the room sort of thing? Yeah, it's like, you know. Yeah, like, like I, I mean, I've spent a majority of this year going to see movies that were critically panned and bombed out of sheer curiosity to see if I got any enjoyment out of it. I paid full ticket price for um, Fantastic Four, Pixels... Um, oh, I saw Pixels. I, I, I own the Blu-ray of Jupiter Ascending. I watched Gem and the Holograms last night. Uh, I saw Steve Jobs. And I, I, I'm luck. I'm, I'm happy to say that Hollywood movies have come a long way in that now the bad ones are so bad they're funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like Sharknado? Jupiter, Jupiter Ascending is hilarious. <laughs> It might actually be one of my favorite films from last year because of how funny it is. That's Channing that's Tatum plays a dog man on rollerblades that are hover rollerblades. A dog man? He's a dog man. Uh, Sean Bean plays a bee man who lives in a house full of bees. And when Mila <laughs> Kunis and when Mila Kunis, who's queen of the universe, goes, Why do you keep calling me your highness? He goes Bees are genetically mutated to follow royalty. Eddie Redmayne <laughs> um, plays. It sounds this... like a funnier die sketch. 
It is. Eddie Redmayne <laughs> plays a character who, who talks like he whispers and he talks. But then when he screams, he's, he starts screeching. And oh, it's God. the funniest thing. Oh, my God. It is the funniest thing. And I love Eddie Redmayne. And Jim, Jim and the Holograms was also really funny, too. Uh, Pixels was, was, um, and very entertainingly bad movie. I love entertainingly bad movies. Like, they are my life. Uh, like, honestly, I would probably go see Pixels again, because it was not, like, it, the thing about Pixels was that it wasn't, uh, an, it, a terrible Adam Sandler comedy. It was just a terrible, uh, Hollywood action film that happened to have Adam Sandler in it. Oh, because man. all of the the terrible, offensive, like upsetting jokes that usually Adam Sandler forces into his movies, he doesn't force into this one because it's not his movie. Oh, good. So it, it ends up just being a dumb, like there's just a dumb action film where Peter Dinklage and Adam Sandler and uh, an old man who tries to act like he's Pac Man's creator kill video game characters who are aliens, <laughs> and it's it's it's, it's fun. Pixels should be the story of how Adam Sandler starts shooting your childhood memories in the face with a gun. It still is not as bad as any of the Resident Evil movies, and yet people will still go see those, so... Smackdown. You know what's funny? (laughs) Every time I see one of those, I always forget that it's related to the games. I own all of them on Blu-ray. I've watched all of them on Blu-ray. They're all bad. I don't... Colin, you, you say you like movies, but I'm starting to think you hate movies. No, I just I'm just really bad with decisions. <laughs> I I make poor decisions in life. Did I, I? I mean, Adam, I told you I went to a used bookstore the other day last week. In fact, oh my I was God. just telling yeah. you about this. I was I said it on the podcast last week. I went to a used bookstore and I walked out with like they have every movie ever, including Criterion movies, and I walked out with Max Keeble's Big Move listen, and the Flintstones Yabba Dabba Two Pack. Listen, I have Max <laughs> oh, Keeble's Big Move on VHS. I can show you a picture of this on my Twitter. It'll be I, I'll put Dude, this up. Dude, I have the Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas on VHS. I have the Goofy movie on VHS. Both of them. I have never owned the Goofy movie. I always wanted to. It's great. I love it. Yeah. They had no DVDs of it there at the bookstore, which is why I didn't buy it. I wish I could bring my VHS player VHS player up with me, but I always I'm like. I really don't need this. No, you uh, don't. But, uh... <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> listen, listen, I'm it's, listen it's, it's fine, because I buy overpriced Criterion Collection Blu-rays, this, and that the makes mor- up... The moral one, of the story. Listen, one expensive, like, Criterion box set is worth, like, a thousand Voyage of the Rock Aliens. So I think I'm good. It is the I'm... really popular Netflix show movie thing mm-hmm. with Adam Sandler in it. Yeah. The one that I haven't yeah. bothered to even look this at. This is not even remotely video games. Is there thing. any video game news there specifically is. about virtual reality we can talk about? Yes, Scalebound has been delayed to 2017. That's Glad. not virtual reality, but uh, it also it, breaks my heart. It's reality, and it's virtually here in another year. I just um, want... <sighs> uh, the Oculus Rift uh, got its price tag revealed. Oh, Six, boy. $600. 599 yeah. US dollars. And uh, the creator was the creator was defending it, uh, like they were they were mm. having uh, people were like saying how it was really bad. I want to know why it costs as much as the price of both dev kits combined, and then some. Meanwhile, it'd be like a grand. Like yeah. it cost it cost as much yeah. as the DK one and the DK two plus like another one hundred dollars. Uh, and also they hinted at the poss- poss- possibility that it'll be developed annually. So that it could either mean 
annual updates, like big updates every year, or a new version of Oculus Rift every year? Which, the first one, okay, but the first one would be horrible. <laughs> Second one would be horrible. I'm not going to lie. Uh, a lot of people are going to probably hate my opinion on this. I don't, I don't, I'm not really into VR. I've, I've tried it, and it's great, but it, 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 the, it's not that the technology doesn't work, because it does work. It works flawlessly. I played Doom on it. I played Team Fortress on it. I played Half-Life 2. I've gone to cons and tried it on many other games. It works great, but I think it's it's still very impractical, and I think that the the cost of entry is mm. way too high. Right. And it's it's a gimmick that's already sort of running out of steam, because most of the VR games that are being announced aren't even in first person, which is sort of the it's whole odd. point. Well, I, mean, I don't understand that. Like, that, you would think that would be the point, right? Yeah, to have it in point. first person? Yeah. Because virtual... I mean, I yeah. did show you... Uh... Samsung's uh what is it called rink <laughs> the yes. rink the two like things that are supposed to monitor your hands which kind of seem like the new power glove they're literally the new power glove um but even and, then and that it was kinda, just it, it solves uh, one of the issues we were talking about which is like you know holding a controller in your hand will still feel like holding a controller in your hand you're not actually interacting with things um but you still won't have the physicality of it you won't have like the the things that make something feel real or well, anyways, someone just opened my door. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I agree with Colin. I did have some hope for VR, and there are some really good games that come out on VR. There's uh, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, which is fantastic. It is exactly what the medium was made for, like that sort of thing. But uh, is it really think, worth making for, an entire industry around? I think for I me is that there's still not a lot of things that that they have shown on Oculus and different headsets that still aren't just perfectly fine using a keyboard and mouse and a screen and a monitor. Because I was playing Half-Life 2, and sure, it's great to, like, look around and tilt your head and be like, oh, I'm Gordon Freeman. But then when it actually comes, (laughs) like, so the opening is amazing, but when Mm -hmm. you actually have to pick up, you know, a crowbar, and you're still using WASD to walk, and you're still using the mouse to aim, and you have to keep, like, your head focused on where the crowbar is, like you feel more like you're, you're controlling better off a drone. just looking at a screen and doing all these actions at once. Yeah, you feel like you're more controlling a drone than actually because you're not going to play a competitive game like Team Fortress Two with the Oculus <laughs> Rift because you'll snap your neck. <laughs> <laughs> try, uh, try not to. Yeah, I. And, or if you're going to play something like The Legend of Zelda in first person and you do a spin and, attack, and you're one of the puke. things, oh, and God. one of the things they showed off for the Oculus is like the Netflix app. Have you seen this? Uh, I think you mentioned it to me. I think it's the dumbest thing. It's basically the Netflix app for Oculus is basically you put the goggles on and you imagine you're just in like a big room sitting on a couch looking at like a 50 inch like screen mm-hmm. watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I was like. <laughs> Oh, and I said, okay, this could be neat because maybe someone could make an argument that there are some people who just don't have the room or could not afford, you know, like a big leather couch and a 50-inch TV screen. And then I just realized the Oculus Rift is $600 and the computer you'll need to run this application would be over 1000 yeah, yeah, very expensive. So it would still cost more than actually, you know, going out and buying a couch and a big TV to do this. Yeah. Yeah, it would. That's upsetting. I don't like that. 
That makes me uncomfortable. Like, and I, I was talking about this to Adam last night, and I said that I think what's more interesting than VR and what people actually want is AR, which is augmented reality, mm-hmm. where instead of you putting on goggles and acting like you're in some far off room, you're actually in a room and the goggles, not a computer that the goggles are attached to, but the actual goggles themselves are spawning things in the room around you. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I was like, I was telling him a really good example is, would you rather put on the Oculus and pretend you're watching Netflix on a big TV screen in front of you? Or would you rather like put on the Microsoft HoloLens and then put an imaginary giant Netflix screen on like any wall you want? <laughs> I mean, because, talking about, like, the idea of, you know, you could still get up and go to other rooms and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, you could still get up, you can check your phone, you can have, a like, a glass of drink. Like, you wouldn't have to take the goggles off to do anything else. Yeah. With, like, a it swipe of a... still be right like, there. With, like, the swish of a hand or the press of a button, you could also, you can make it, like, come with you, snap back onto your glasses. Yeah. So you can go and, like, walk to another room or, you know, pause and things like that. You wouldn't have to take off this bulky piece of headgear. You could still see around And you. the other big issue with virtual reality is, of course, um trying to feel like you're actually in the thing that you're in. I've seen demos where it's like, well, if I want to play Battlefield 3 with the Oculus Rift, it's like, all right, what you got to do is you got to get the uh, the Omni, which is like a 360-degree treadmill that you just place in the middle of a room. And you have to you get gotta have this big plastic Wii Zapper-looking thing that you have to hold on to, and then you have to wear the Oculus. You got to plug that into a computer. And it's like, at some point, when you're first off, no... You're not a super video game character. You're not going to run like 500 feet like the soldier in Battlefield. Listen to me, you're 400 pounds tired. overweight. You are going to yeah. get really, you're not even, you're going to be really hurting yourself by doing that. That is very bad for you. Like, I, yeah, I mean, listen, not to say that I, everyone who's buying the Oculus Rift is overweight. No, no, no. But saying, saying like a lot of the time that video games are going to be requiring you, your character to move around vid- a very lot. Very video gamey things are not going to translate into real life. And you're going to realize it when you're running on a treadmill. Yeah. And yeah, if I wanted to the, run on a treadmill, I'd go to the gym. Like, there's a when, reason I don't go to the gym. And you're also <laughs> going to realize it when you're playing a shooter and you realize that the bolt-action sniper rifle in your hand in the game is not an actual bolt-action sniper rifle in real life, but a plastic Wii Zapper. Yeah. Well, the other It's going to feel the... awkward that you're not actually holding the thing that you're supposed mm-hmm. to be holding. Well, here's the thing that I saw that people were talking about a lot, which is, you know, Pokemon in, virtu- in VR. You know, like, you, know, you, you can get the treadmill and you walk around and you walk for your character. And like, oh, that's, that's something you could do. But you'd still be walking a lot, probably more than healthy. Uh, I think like, it'd be better um, AR in that situation, augmented reality, because then it'd be like, oh my gosh, look at the Pokemon in the real world. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> AR is more suited and for exactly the things. And exactly what people think Pokemon Go is going to be. Because the idea that everyone has a VR <laughs> is the holodeck from Star Trek. And the, and the holodeck isn't, you know, Captain Picard putting a goggles on his head and then going like, I'm sitting in an office chair, but I'm in a speakeasy in the 1930s. He's actually walking into a room and things are spawning on top of him and around him in the room. Yeah, it's cool. Like, I love that. He puts on LaForge's La uh, visor. Yeah. From uh, that's that's a different series entirely. But no, whatever. it's not. Is no, it? it's not. I'm really Tony bad LaForge at LaForge Star- is from Star Trek: Listen, The Next Generation. I'm really bad at Star Trek, so I was just. I don't even watch Star Trek, and I know this. Oh goodness. <laughs> there's like there's three series, isn't there? There's there's like there's four actually. Four now. There's there's the original. Mm-hmm. There's TNG. There's Deep Space Nine, and I think there's one more. I think the reboot. No, then there's Voyager. 
Oh, I thought you Man, said we just got really said, intense. Yeah, I thought you said Voyager for some reason. Voyager and Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't follow Star Trek, so I'm not. Neither do I, I don't either. I just know these things. <laughs> I have watched approximately four episodes. I like the robot, uh, Data. Yeah. He is cool. That's all I know about Star Trek. He has pale as butts. Yes, approximately my exact skin tone. <laughs> oh dear. And I think I think you need to go uh, outside. Pricing the Oculus <laughs> six hundred is really stupid because it just gives people a reason not to buy it, mm-hmm. especially and, with, yeah. the, with things like cardboard. Which yeah, and it's not the same. It's not nearly as powerful. It's it's but it's twenty bucks. What's also going to hurt it Ooh. is the fact that. Um, Unlike any other piece of tech, like a tablet, or a smartphone, or a computer, um, it is not a universal device, it is an accessory. Because the way these goggles work is that whatever computer or device you're plugging them into is actually doing the work. And that's going to become a problem when you're like, oh man, I really want to get the Oculus Rift, because the Oculus Rift can do all these wonderful things on PC, but I don't have a powerful PC... And I have a PS4, and I have to get the Sony Morpheus to do all my PS4 stuff. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm not just speaking or the like HTC an ins- insane man. Or... Google actually has a product called Google Cardboard. Yeah, it's... and it's basically, it's just a cardboard headset that you just shove whatever phone you use into and it. And that, that works as a VR headset. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just to make sure, people were like, why is it saying you could just buy cardboard? That wouldn't make any sense. Um Settle and down. Samsung's I'm doing as, it with their uh, low gear. I'm not as dumb as I am on un- unfamiliar with Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, I think I think <laughs> VR is a big meme. I think the people who are saying it's like, oh, you know, people who are talking bad about VR are the same people who criticize TV when it's first out. I think that's wrong. I think that's a really dumb statement well, to say. D- VR was a big thing back in. Uh, 90s yeah the early to mid 90s yeah and, that and then real well and then when it first came out again oculus was a big talking point as uh, i said but it died down it, it's granted it's not as, as i said oh mm-hmm. sorry no no it's it's just not as big of a thing anymore if like tv kept going up tv yeah. started out small people kept talking more about it it blew up film was the same way records are the same way you know the, the it's not being a that tv ended up being a thing that where the starting use for it was so robust that anyone can use it. Mm-hmm. Like, the, people have been saying, like, oh, well, you know, computers started off as being niche and for enthusiasts. And it's like, yeah, but it th- then it found useful a broad enough, like, reason, like, then, work. And well, like, yeah, then Apple introduced uh, an actual accounting software that made it VR super useful not, for companies. Yeah, VR no, is absolutely. still not robust enough for just the average Joe to use for any reason, because there's no real advantage to it. By the way, I mean spreadsheets, not accounting, don't kill me. Anyway. <laughs> like, well, it would be really awesome if they, they ended up adapting it into, like, some sort of Almost like 3D glasses for when when the fad was for the 3D thing in TVs, where you put that on, and then it's like Shark a boy and lava reality girl? thing. Not like this but here's the thing! Here's the thing, <laughs> here's the thing Luke, and here's the, the issue with Oculus, is that you have to have a computer to run it, because the, the goggles aren't doing the tech themselves. The goggles are just a gyroscope and two screens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they want to do 3D, they already have 3D. It's the equivalent they, of slapping a Wii U gamepad to your face. If they if they <laughs> want to have glasses with video technology in them, 
you can already buy those at Brookstone, and you've been able to for years. Those dumb yeah. glasses These that are true have, facts. like, screens <laughs> in them that you can plug into your iPod. Yeah. Remember oh, yeah, yeah, those? Yeah. Those were a thing for a while. Yeah. I remember that. I was like, oh, God, I want one before I had an iPhone, and then I got one. I and like, obviously mm. I'm not saying that the Oculus is the same thing as that, oh, no, it's completely different, but... I feel like the end use for them is going to be the same thing as 3D glasses or those video glasses were, where you end up just using them as being a super personal set of glasses to view whatever you're doing on screen. Kind of like a less private laptop, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's... that like or a I, more I, private laptop. In a way. But I mean, you're doing it out, like, you know... Like, you're I, just I, looking I at it, it on your glasses yeah. instead of a screen. I see it being first breaking into, like, business... And then slowly getting more and more public use. You know what I mean? That's the yeah, weird yeah. thing about the Oculus is that they they've just been gunning for public use before professional use. That's weird. Do you think it would it's actually probably make more sense? Most if they... most of the professional use is really where the magic of Oculus is. Yeah, when you can have like a Skype call and then be looking at the like the presentation on the side and everything, like all these different things that you can be doing in your office without having to go to like a more a boardroom meeting or another country to meet people uh all these seem really good for business and business is where the investment money would be so i don't know why they're going to the public sec uh sector just yet it doesn't seem like the right place to start video games should be the last platform i'm not saying that video games can't be yeah. a platform for it but should be the last one because honestly it's such a hard market to try and break something like that into but anyway absolutely uh I do want to talk about some other things that happened recently. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, on the subject, we've, of, we've we've come this far on the subject of games again because we're a gaming podcast. Surprisingly, yeah. despite how much we talk about movies, uh, I didn't know Psychonauts two reached its funding goal. Yay! I like Psychonauts. Can we stop talking fun. about? If we're going to talk about video games, can we at least stop talking about crowdfunded video games? But we always talk about crowdfunded video games here. Colin. I'm unclear. There's been nothing released anyway, so we couldn't really talk about any new releases that have come out because nothing's been released we could, in we about. Keep talking month. about Rainbow Six Siege. We we always talk about Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> the same we, thing we do every night, Adam. Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> Rainbow Six Siege. This is my first time on the podcast, but I can feel like Adam just being like, "God, no, we're it's, not it's, talking about this again." It's our new Majora's Mask. I don't want it to be. Um, oh, I see. We talked about that for like 20 episodes in a row. That and like Destiny. Majora's Mask. That's where I'm leaving it. Uh, actually, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Let's, since Colin doesn't want to talk about Psychonauts, I guess we're not hearing about that. It'll be down below. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about World of Warcraft. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm really excited about since... Dark Moon Fair. Oh, the new what Warcraft about the, the movie? The movie Jack looks Black really looks good. Really exciting. Yeah. Yes. I'm so excited, man. I'm really hype. Like, I've... <sighs> The thing is, because, like, when new movies come out for things that I'm interested in, I, like, religiously avoid spoilers. Like, if I see, like, anything that might be a spoiler, I just, like, shut my computer off. I'm like, nope, not... Mm -mm, I, I mean, mm -mm. I, I was I went to go see Star Wars, and they had the trailer for the new uh, Warcraft movie, and I was like, wow, I can't yeah. believe they got Jack Black to play one of the uh, Mists of Pandaren characters. Like, that's, mm -hmm. that's Did they really, really exciting. Yeah. I, I really like the... <laughs> It looks like what a fantasy movie should be <laughs> by the books, basic fantasy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Orcs versus I love humans. It. The end. That's the whole I... movie. It's it's beautiful. It's simple. It's exactly what the public needs. It's a good way to get people interested in the medium. It's a good way to get people interested in the franchise. And for me, a fan of the Warcraft games that weren't an MMO, 
It's a great little popcorn flick, you know. Absolutely. For anyone who missed that, I was making a joke about Kung Fu Panda. Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I noticed. Colin, you say a lot of things that I just t- choose to ignore. <laughs> I ran like the country. I ran. <laughs> <laughs> I, so this is the last episode with Colin. Everyone say bye 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 bye. Papa John's. Oh, oh no, not again. <laughs> they don't even come to your air anymore. You did it. You screwed over no. Papa John's. You know what's funny? I ordered Domino's before the podcast, and they got in within like a, a reasonable time instead of Papa John's that took like three hours. Papa John's has good garlic sauce. Papa John's is based. If only they didn't close near me. I have oh. no idea what you're talking about. These are pizza places. You're Australian. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry, Luke. We'll, uh, we'll change the, uh, the Let's talk about Chupa Chops. Kangaroo uh, pot pie shop. Chupa Chops, giant spiders, <laughs> Vegemite, really bad video game rating system. <laughs> no guns. Uh, let me let me just uh, translate. <clears throat> oh, my. It's a cheeky. Uh, I don't know. I don't even don't, know. Don't, Julie. Really just, just don't, Julie. <laughs> that was so I'm racist. <laughs> Sorry. Like, Jesus Congratulations, Christ. you found a way to be racist to Australians. Yay! <laughs> I love you guys, to be honest. Anyway. I would much um, rather be Australian. Julia, since you're on the spot already. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> we usually ask this for everyone when they start on the podcast. Uh, what is your favorite Zelda game? Why? My favorite Zelda game. Oh, yeah, no. I have a follow-up question, by the way. So. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Um, I mean, I really, I, I just love Legend of Zelda. I, it's a, probably a tie, um, between Twilight Princess and A Link Between Worlds. Which Ooh, you say all the right this. answers. I like <laughs> this. You please everyone here. <laughs> Yay! I'm I'm glad to not made any enemies right there. Yeah. What's Thanks. your least favorite Zelda? Um, we'll get into why is it a second. That is really a rough question. Probably the first one, because Ooh. um, like the original Legend of Zelda, wow. which I probably like, everyone will hate me for saying you're that. You're the anti-hipster. I like. Yeah, you well, I just... could have gone like the easy route and just gone the CDIs because everyone or, or hates Zelda the CDIs. Too. You could have said. I Zelda don't consider too. Those... If, if like... you had said Zelda two, I would have like thrown my microphone and left. Oh, okay. <laughs> probably like, started playing Medal of Honor again. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is why I play. <laughs> you could you could have gone oh, the God. easy route, and then you just go and probably piss off someone in the comments, just going, yeah, absolutely. God damn it! It's actually well, like... the thing is like the CDI. I don't really count those as most of the games. No, <laughs> uh, but, nobody um... does. That's why you can like absolutely rip them apart, and nobody will care. That is true. That is true. <laughs> but like, like I don't know. I was telling you this earlier. I love horrible movies just because they're horrible like it's great and it's the kind of the same thing with those games because you're just like oh my god you like <laughs> like manos the hands of fate yes have you played manos the hands of fate the video game i still need to get that no but i've it's seen real snippets fun. of it buy the um the version on steam do not buy the uh android iphone i want to buy like it standard on steam. Version. it's like what 10 bucks no Something it's like, like five. Oh, even better i still need to buy it <laughs> It's the 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 director's cut on Steam is um it's a little more refined. Oh, by the way, uh, we mentioned a lot of games last week that you should have bought. If you didn't buy them, I'm sorry. The Steam sale has ended. Uh, actually, Aww. a friend of mine was in the middle of buying Dragon Age Origins Ultimate Edition, which is like seven bucks with the sale. And as soon as he went to the like his to check out, it switched back to twenty nine ninety nine. Oh, that oh, is frustrating. Damn. That is the worst feeling in the world. The literal worst. 
<laughs> I would probably cry. That would I be so him. upsetting. Better luck next time, Will. Jesus um. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a sarcastic Jesus. <laughs> so resigned. Oh, wow. Sorry. So horrible. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> but, uh... It's, it's funny because... Mm-hmm. Colin, I just opened up the Steam page and it was like yeah. as one of my recommended games for some reason. <laughs> nice. Colin is there play. you go. <laughs> Colin actually works for for Valve. He is secretly monitoring our accounts. The Valve. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, by the way, <laughs> I'm actually the reason why Half Life Three is being delayed. <laughs> it's all Colin, and you can tweet your anger at him at. Uh, at Colin Dram. Actually, I I want to I want to say something <laughs> Half Life related. Can we stop saying Half Life Three confirmed as a joke? Because it hurts my feelings. Because <laughs> I just I just want a third fucking Half Life game. But you, well, you, you had Half Life just... uh the the lost one, lost episodes, whatever. No, mm. what what are you saying? <laughs> The, the one... lost episodes. What okay. It? What was it? It was like this, like one where you're on an island, and it was really dumb. Lost Coast. Lost Coast. Thank you. It was a. It was a cut level from Half Life Two. <laughs> That's a tech I mean. demo for computers. It's not even a <laughs> game. <laughs> and don't say Black Mesa Source. Don't <laughs> that with that horse. He already knows what I'm gonna do. He's like, with... stop. Oh it. man, we copy pasted Half Life One, but we still can't finish it for some reason. Like, oh, game of the year. <laughs> they don't even I like have bagels. to make a third Half-Life game They just have to make episode 3 It's literally just Gordon and Alex Getting on a helicopter, going to the Borealis Finding Mossman and then G-Man And then going back to Zen and back I can record no. all the dialogue for the game right now Gordon! That's it <laughs> Jeez, I'm, there is a I'm, lot of salt on the table Freeman. I'm pretty sure just Valve can't count to 3 Which is a long running joke Just They Ooh, can't snap. They they really can't. They just they can't. No. They, there is no Valve games that go to three ever. Mm-hmm. Even if they have a third offensive. game, like even if they have a third game in the series, it doesn't have three in it. But do we really count Source? Yeah, we do. <laughs> but do do we really? We also count Condition <laughs> Zero. Thank you very much. But do we really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> This goes on. I mean, they call the they call the game Dota Two. <laughs> There's no Dota One, and Dota Two is not an acronym. It's just Dota <laughs> Two. <laughs> they didn't even try. That makes me really uncomfortable. Is there no Dota One? <laughs> no, there's there's Defense of the Ancients, oh. which is acronym Dota. Okay, but Dota but Two is no. They acronym. didn't buy the the rights to Defense of the Ancients. They bought the trademark to. Dota, the acronym. Because I think that Why? nobody remembered Defense of the Ancients. No, they do! <laughs> Blizzard got into a tizzy about it. Oh, goodness. I like that you use the word Speaking tizzy, of Blizzard, no. Because <laughs> they couldn't call um, Heroes of the Storm Defense of the Ancients, too. <laughs> because because Valve has happening. Dota, the video game, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, Julia, one yes. last question. Um, Hello. Just to get people familiar with you, what is your favorite game from 2015? Do you have? Oh God, that is a really rough. Most question. people answer that with like Devil's three Third or four answers. Sure, just say <laughs> <laughs> probably. I really enjoyed Undertale. I really. You really are new, Jeff. 
Uh, th- th- thank you. <laughs> Alternatively, sorry. <laughs> I am unclear. But yeah, I'll it was really, really good. Um, loved it. Mm. Absolute favorite. Uh, 10 out of 10. We were talking about something before the podcast. One last thing. Oh, wait, actually. Oh, DRM. <laughs> we're talking about DRM. I don't know, but someone was really salty about it. Oh, yeah, we were talking yeah. about DRM. Uh, yeah. Before we get into the fan Me. topic, uh, this is going to be our pretty much our final thing we're going to talk about. Uh, oh, wow. Everything else that we didn't mention is going to be down below. In case you're interested, oddseldenforward.com. Our article should go up whenever. Uh, but the episode is always available immediately on Podbean. Uh, zeldinformerpodcast.podbean.com. You can feel free to send us fan topics at Twitter, or you can email us at zeldinformerpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is zeldinformerpodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, Colin, you were saying DRM. Well, um, recently, a couple people that that are usually these um, some sheep teams peeps. behind, yeah, these teams behind um, uh, how games are pretty much pirated every year. Uh, they what they do is they go into games that have DRM and they you know they crack the DRM so you can freely distribute mm-hmm. uh, sixty dollar full priced video games. You know, I'm sure we're all familiar with how piracy works. Uh, you and they get said, a vote. You get your friends. You murder some people. Uh, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's uh, how I crack games. But they have said that some of the newer um, services of DRM, specifically Denuvu, Denovu, I don't know how you pronounce it. Bless you. Denovo, or whatever. Uh, some of the newer iterations of that software that have been implemented in games like FIFA 16 or Just Cause 3 have have been out for months and have not been able to crack because of how complicated they are. Mm-hmm. And impressive. they have I'm made impressed. the very bold claim that in a couple years, PC games may no longer be able to be pirated because if they keep using this new system, they won't be able to crack it. Now I feel like that's kind of ridiculous because a, they will find a way. They will Life finds a way. Uh, yeah, life finds a way. Someone will have, like some team, probably in China, will find a way to crack someone it. Someone found a way to make it, so someone's gonna find a way to crack it. You'll be able to play Far Cry, not Far Cry. You'll be able to play Just Cause Three for nothing. Um, you should play Far Cry but, Three for nothing. Don't buy the game. Just pirate it. <laughs> this is the only time of people, advocating piracy. But a lot of people, <laughs> Far Cry Three or Four, Four. I said Three. Buy Three. Uh, <laughs> But a lot of people have seen this as a good thing, as most people do not like piracy, mm-hmm. and because it is seen as being a dick move and stealing money from the developers. And to a degree, that is fair. If you go onto the Pirate Bay and you download, say, you know, what's the game? That, the Witcher 3, you know, the go- the gold games version without DRM, and you download it, you don't pay a nickel to developers and you play the whole thing through and then delete it. Yeah, you are kind of being kind of, you know, a piece of shit. Um, but Smackdown. Th- yeah. But <laughs> I think the the real issue here is that um, it's still not a good thing overall. Because the main issue being, you know, maybe not in a few years, but 10, 15, 20 years down the line when some of these services... Die eventually out. do go down or a company loses the license to a game and these games become no what longer was it? available. THX? This happened a few years ago. THX, they went out of business. THQ, THQ. not THX. THX is, is the, the audio one. Yeah. thing yeah. by Lucas. 
Um, I'm things just not like on the ball THQ. Today. <laughs> uh, eventually, companies lose licenses and they have to take down games mm. off of Steam and from stores. They have to discontinue them because they cannot sell them anymore and these games are lost to time. Some really good examples of these that I can actually list right off the top of my head are SWAT 4, Activision, uh, and Sierra doesn't exist anymore. Neither does uh, Irrational, the company that made the game. So um, you cannot get a brand new copy of the game physically. You can't get a digital copy. It's just nowhere to be found. The only way to play it is piracy. Outrun 2006, Sega lost the Ferrari license, so they had to take the game down. And King's Quest? Know, they, can you still get they, King's Quest? Yes, you can. Okay. Uh, you can no longer get uh, Outrun 2006 because they lost the Ferrari Ferrari license. It's just gone. You can only play it with piracy. Um, uh, not King's Quest, but it just happened recently with Duke Nukem. Gearbox now has the license. Um, and they're sitting on they it. They are. Yeah, they're sitting on it. They're trying to figure things out. They have to be taken off of good old games. And Steam, there is no official way of buying Duke Nukem for a while. Uh, and this will continue to happen for the longest time. Uh, there's even games that I love that you just can't buy anymore, like the movies. Lionhead Studios, the movies by, um... I have that every, game. Everyone's, everyone's favorite, Peter Molyneux. You can't get it on Steam, you can't get a physical copy, you can't get a digital copy anywhere. It's just non-existent unless you pirate it. So, sure, piracy's not great now, but years down the line, it could become an issue if you're trying to play some of these games and copies of them no longer exist. There are people who emulate games, but hate piracy, and it's very hypocritical for this exact Sorry, reason. We were talking about this before the show, where it's it's one thing if you're pirating games uh, now. Now. Like, you're pirating old games versus new games. Like, if you're pirating a game that you can't get anymore, it's the company doesn't exist anymore, or something like that. If you're pirating... Uh, Earthbound Zero, Mother One. Uh, yeah, that's like that's if not you, bad. You're not technically Earthbound de- Beginnings with the English translation. That's okay because there was no actual there is way none. of getting there it. Is there is no wasn't way to get up it. until Nintendo actually released it on the Wii U. And I've had people talk to me mm-hmm. and say like, "Oh, how can you condone like downloading an emulator and ROMs on your phone?" I actually go onto PlayStation Network and buy the PS1 classics, or I go on Nintendo and buy the Virtual Console, and it's the same thing. Yeah, you're buying an emulator because the money is not going to the original developers. The money's not going anywhere, really. It's just going. It's into the not. It's just going they, into the pockets of Nintendo or Sony. They or have Capcom. it. The only thing they're doing is server upkeep, which they've been doing already. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing is, like, if you're if you're pirating a game, like I I know people who made Electronic Superjoy. Uh, if you're pirating something like that, you should be dragged onto the street and beaten to death because that oh, is a geez. small company that needs that money, and they're <clears> really they just made that recently within the past ten years. So there's no reason to pirate that. It's a it's a cheap like you know if you're pirating things that really have you have no need to pirate or they're so cheap that if you can't afford them you really just shouldn't be playing games. You should be getting a job. Uh, and you, even then, you, pi- piracy an can apple. be. And even then, piracy can be beneficial to a lot of people. Hotline Miami was a game that um, there was a leak for it, and the developer instead of just trying to shut down the torrent or creating some sort of weird DRM to make the game play impl- uh, unplayable actually uploaded patches of the game online to the pirated version so people playing the pirated game could actually play it through and if they liked it enough they could go on to steam and buy the game cheap during a sale just support Almost, it. Mm-hmm. try before your buy that's okay 
But that was a I, system the, that back in the day you would try yeah, and play shareware. part of the yeah you'd play part of the game and then you would pay for the rest of it. it would They're work. called demos, and yeah. so for some reason demos are just a dirty word now. Like no one likes demos in video games anymore. Well, because demos um, used to be something that actually would be a part of the original game. Nowadays, yeah, demos used to actually be like a chunk of the game. Yeah, now nowadays it's like, like level you got or so- half a level. You have Sonic 06, which is a great example of a fantastic demo, and then a completely different team did the game. That sounds like not a good idea. But they no. did it. Whose idea was that? <laughs> Whose idea was that? I'm going to call them right now and be like, I don't know, but Gearbox is going to do the same thing with Colonial Marines, and now they're not taking the blame for it. No, but, no, um, no, no. Rut row. But no. the, 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 the final line is, um, sure, it, it's it, it's a it's an out there statement, and, you know, for the time being... Uh, games not being able to pirate it is not the the worst thing for for games that are modern, but years down the line it will cause an issue, and it is kind of important that there is a way to get around these things. Right. Uh, one final topic. I feel like that was a good discussion, so I'm gonna kind of cut it there. Um, or at least a good conversation, a good rant, I guess you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, definitely. One final thing. Uh, fan. On Twitter has asked us a fan topic that I want to bring up this week. Uh Kuno on Twitter asks, uh, after watching you guys play duck game on stream, I started wondering, what is the best kind of duck? A dead Ayuga. duck. What? <laughs> <laughs> um Donald Duck. Grunkle Stan duck. It's a, he, he asked us the crazier the answer, the better. Uh, oh, I, I had a really boring answer. <laughs> I think a Zell duck. It's the best kind of duck. I uh, love that. Thank you, oh, everybody. like the Rito, well, like the Rito from Wind Waker. Yes, they were like ducks. They were duck people. Oh, great game, loved it. They're bird people. People, bird people. Um, they're bird people. <laughs> a duck yes. from Fallout. What would you think a duck from Fallout would look like? A uh, giant, scary. There's actually a character named Swan. So oh, that's not a duck. Giant that's not a duck mutant. though. That's a swan. Anyway, <laughs> we're gonna continue this this duck conversation offline. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for your fan topics. If you have any of your own topics uh, you'd like to I share with us, all tuckered out from ranting. <laughs> go to bed, Colin. Uh, I need to. Uh, I've been Adam, Colin, Luke, uh, Julia. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, but if you have any of your own topics, feel free to join us. Uh, feel free to send those to us at zeldainformerpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's zeldainformerpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send this to us on Twitter at the links down below. Uh, and this outro theme is once again brought to us. By Jish, it is the Hero of Time remix. It has been our theme song, ending theme song, for a very long time now. We're hoping for many more. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Here's to 2016. Bye. Hey! Yo, we're gonna end that, and like, we're gonna all be high fiving and jump cutting midair, and then the credits are gonna roll. Watch out!